Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. I'm George Cannon, and you're listening to Episode 67. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we wrestle with questions that you face typically on a daily basis or those that you have come across in your studies of the Word of God or even those that you have been asked about by others concerning what you believe about Jesus and Christianity in general. So today, we're going to wrap up actually about four weeks of discussion concerning those who have died, especially believers who have died and gone to be with Jesus. In a sense, we're also going to talk about some various questions that have arisen concerning the dead and whether or not we can contact them or have contact with them after they have died. So we're going to look at those questions today. In fact, we're going to look at three specific questions, which I will mention to you here in a moment. But before we look at these questions, I do want to talk about a foundation of truth that you need to understand before we address these questions. Each person operates on basically an assumption. Each person operates on presuppositions concerning a topic. And so we're going to look at that first, and we're going to see how that can affect whether or not you like the answer or whether or not you accept the answer. And so let's talk about that first. We're going to lay that foundation. So let's start, first of all, with the issue of the presupposition that you might have. Let me say that how you view the Scripture, what we call the Bible, and how you view the exclusive claims of Jesus and the nature of God will determine how you view the answers to these questions. You see what I'm saying? How you view the scripture and the exclusive claims of God and the very nature of God are going to determine how you answer these three questions that we're going to look at later. Because if you're open in any way to other teaching from either other religious practices or something that you've seen through your reading or something that you've seen through media input, whether it's through the TV or through the internet, you really are not going to be able to accept what the Bible says about this whole issue of the dead once they've died. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because you're going to say, well, you know, yeah, I understand that that's what that says, but this guy over here says this, and and this over here, this teaching says this, and so you really need to decide what kind of presupposition that you're going to approach these questions with. Now, let me just encourage you, if you're someone who is listening and you 
basically are saying that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that you acknowledge that he is God, that he died for you on the cross, that he shows you the way to eternal life, and that there is no other way to eternal life than through Jesus Christ, you really are going to have to enter into these questions with the presupposition that the only truth to be revealed about what happens with the dead comes from the revealed word of God and from the teachings of Jesus and the apostles and the prophets. So you need to decide, first of all, as before we even look at these questions, what presupposition are you going to enter into them from? The other issue that we're going to have to address, and this can be true for some of you, is, is that some of you will say, well, I understand what the Bible says, but George, listen, I've had this experience, and that was very real to me. And that experience tells me this. I know what the Bible says over here, but I've had this experience. Well, you're going to have to make some decisions about that as well. First of all, as we talk about you and your experience, I need to, first of all, acknowledge that I'm not saying that you didn't have your experience. Can I say that again? I'm not saying that you didn't have an experience or experiences. In fact, I believe that possibly you maybe very well did have the experiences that you were viewing as very important and also maybe trying to guide you in your thoughts concerning these questions. Now, the question is, which has the greater authority? Your experience or what Jesus, the apostles, and the prophets say about this issue? basically the word of God. See, the reality is, is that oftentimes the, our experiences become authorities because we have allowed our other presuppositions to give them credibility in our mind, and therefore we interpret them based upon what else is being said here. When the reality is, is that it's very possible that if we view our experiences in light of what God's word says, we'll come to a different conclusion. And so we're going to talk about that here in the moment. So we're going to address three questions today. And we're going to totally approach them from the standpoint of what the scripture says. What does true Christianity say about these issues? So let me give you these three questions, and we're going to take each one one by one, and look at them and decide, okay, what what is the answer to these? Okay, so first of all, can the dead contact us? That's the first question we're going to look at. Number two, can we contact the dead? And then thirdly, we're going to address the issue, do we interact with the spirits of the dead? Now, these are very real questions. In fact, these are very real issues. In fact, our culture right now, especially in media, is very fixated on these three particular questions because you see it on, on TV shows, you see it 
across the internet because we live in a world where spiritism is once again making itself known in a mighty way in our culture. As there is a rejection of God and the Christian God, of course, mankind is needing something, so they're drifting back to spiritism. So these three questions are very relevant. So let's take each one of these questions. So I'm basically going to answer these questions for you from the scripture. So let's take the first one. Can the dead contact us? Okay, so before I give you my response to that, let's go to what the gospel says in the gospel of Luke, where Jesus tells us the story of the rich man and Lazarus. In this passage, Jesus says this, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day, but there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all of this, between us, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment." Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Okay, so I've I've shared that story with you. Now, what's the point of it, George? Well, here's the point I want to make to you. Number one, both the rich man and Lazarus end up in a place where, remember now, they're waiting for the judgment to come. They are not in their bodies, they're in their spirits. The rich man is in a place of torment. Lazarus is in a place of blessing. This is obviously before Jesus would die, be raised again, and now as Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the reality is, is that here they are, they're at a place, and Abraham is making the point that they can't travel from that place. They can't even travel between the two places, the place of torment and the place of paradise. So the reality is, is no, the dead can't contact us. It's not possible. 
because they're with Christ. And so let me also point out to you this way. We exist in a place of time. The spirits of our loved ones who have deceased and gone from us actually exist in a place without time. That's why it will seem almost instantaneous that when we die, we're with Christ, and then almost instantaneous that we will receive our bodies and return with him in the triumph of the second coming. So, so the answer is, is no, they can't contact us. They don't come to us. Okay, well, wait a minute, George. Hold on, hold on a second. Well, what about my experience? I've had my loved one come to me at this point or at these points. What do you mean they can't contact me? Well, my question to you is, are you sure that you truly understand your experience? Because I would say to you that the only spirits who interact with us in this world are angelic beings. And we know that from the scripture, for we entertain angels unaware, we are told, but we also interact with another type of angel, which are demons. And that is very real. So from a biblical standpoint, if you're interacting with some sort of spirit, the reality is more than likely you're interacting with a demon, not with the spirit of your loved one, because your spirit of the loved one that you so love and care for and want to have contact you can't come to you. So the question is now, can I contact them? Can I contact them? Well, that, my friends, is called necromancing. That is a practice that is very prevalent in other religions that are used to contact the dead. It is also a practice in our culture where you see people who are involved in seances for the purpose of conjuring up the spirits of the dead for the purpose of trying to find out the future from them or to influence the course of events. It's called necromancy. It's also known as divination in the Bible. Now, the problem is that this act of trying to contact the dead is from the very beginning, with the law, forbidden. We are not allowed to do this. In fact, the Old Testament was even harsher in its condemnation of the practice. Those who practiced these things were to be put to death. Why? Because, again, this almost always has some connection to demonism and the interaction with demons, who, I need to just point out to you, are liars. This is why sorcery, witchcraft, necromancing, seances, and so forth are so strongly forbidden and condemned in the scripture, because it is almost the antithesis of the relationship with God through the person of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, no, 
You can't contact them. They can't contact you. You can't contact them. Okay? So that's not possible. In fact, it's forbidden. And I would even warn you, don't even involve yourself with that because you are purposely involving yourself in something that is basically allowing you to interact with demonic forces. And that's never good. All right, now the third question. The third question is, is well, do we interact with the spirits of the dead in any way? So you'll hear some people say, well, you know what? If, if they're on the deathbed of somebody, well, we need to open the window so that their spirit can depart. Or this happened and that happened. And of course, you know, their spirits were here. Maybe their spirit didn't want to leave. The reality is, no, that's not possible either. So again, I want you to immediately recognize, go back to what I just shared with you from the story of rich man and Lazarus. Also remember what Paul says. First of all, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's immediate. As soon as you die, you leave immediately. There's no dwelling around. There's no opening the windows. We're talking about spirit beings. Jesus, in his resurrected body, was able to walk into a midst of a room that was locked. So there's nothing you can do that's going to either help the spirit or not. You don't interact with them. When a person dies, they immediately depending on where they're at in their belief of Jesus Christ, will go to the place that is meant for them. And as Paul says, for the believer, that is to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. Our spirits go immediately with the Lord. In fact, Lazarus paints us the picture that our spirits are ushered to the Lord by the angels themselves. So what do we do with this? We have three questions that are very much reflective of really this cultural mindset that's developing, a spiritism mindset that is developing in our society. So what do we do with this? Well, I think what we need to do is, again, decide what is it that you're going to allow to influence your thinking in this area? Is it culture? Is it what you see on TV? Or is it the revealed word of God, what Jesus said about these issues, what the prophets said in the Old Testament, what the apostles taught in the New Testament? This is the revealed word of God. And that you have to make the decision that all of this other stuff of contacting the spirits or being contacted by them, while those experiences might be real, that somebody, something was there, a presence of something, it's probably not what you think it is, and it's more than likely something that you really don't want to interact with, which is a demon. Something to think about. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to try to answer your questions. And as you can see, the questions we answer today are pretty relevant today in our culture. We try to do that every week. If you like the podcast, we really would like you to go to our Facebook page, like it so that you can keep up with our future podcasts. You can also listen to some of our older podcasts there as well. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that 
through the Google Play or through iTunes. Just simply type in Finding Clarity Podcast. You'll see it there. Subscribe to it, and you'll be able to keep up with the episodes. You can also find them on our church website at kerwinsvillechristianchurch.org. Simply click on the media tab, and you'll be able to find all of our episodes there, as well as the archive of our older episodes. Next week, we're going to really go back to what I started off with, a foundation, the foundational thing before we looked at the questions we had. And it really has to do with doctrine. Now, here, here's the issue. We live in a culture today, a Christian culture today, that says doctrine isn't important. What really matters is just worshiping Jesus. So here's what we're going to answer next week. Here's what we're going to look at and come to some sort of conclusion. Is doctrine really important? Is doctrine really important? That's what we're going to look at next week. Until that time, have a great week, and may the Lord bless you.